All right, let's uh, let's drag people through this bullshit one more time. Take two. Uh, welcome to the Big If. This is Luther and D'Angelo, uh, your host of the Big If, back in the <clears throat> saddle for another beautiful day. It's springtime. It's spring. It's it's summertime. It's basically we're on what, and we're on the precipice of summer. It's just a couple days away. The cusp. We're right on the cusp. Um, in fact, I like. I would like all of our ifters to think of it as the, the cusp weekend. I mean. We talked on one of the past episodes about Hot Boy Summer, and I had kind of always earmarked that as like Memorial Day, and that's that's coming up. It's right here. It's right here. Um, how are you feeling about your progress heading, you know, with Hot Boy Summer, like right ahead of you? <laughs> Pretty good. Not great, but better than I've ever felt before. I've been a little, a little lax. I've been taking in a lot, of, a lot more carbs than I should lately, so I'm kind of in like a little crash course here on the last like little push. But I feel pretty good, man. It, uh, interesting. I don't know if you remember. I recently posted on our TikTok about it. Do you remember the the Hot Boy Summer promise that was made? Yeah, yeah. Where you asked me oh. if I would vow to spend the entire first day of Hot Boy Summer, which is Monday, the Memorial Day, without mm-hmm. a shirt on. And I said I mm-hmm. would. Any point I wasn't working, I would spend that part of the day without a shirt on. I just assumed I would be working because... You know, uh, it's a busy day for us. It should be a big money day for us. And I expected to put in yep. a pretty long, hard day. But the schedule came out last week and your boy ain't working that day. So we're not going to see any hint of a shirt all day, pretty much. I mean, I feel like if I'm going to be a man of my word, like I said I was, I got to go to bed shirtless as 1201 passes. And then I, I, I mean, I said I would spend the entirety of the day with no shirt on. So I guess that's happening. You owe it to the millions upon millions of followers who have been clamoring to know what your plans are. Well, I mean, today is Thursday, so I've got the rest of today. We got we got a hockey game tonight. That'll be a good little cardio session. We got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I'm not thrilled about where we're at, but I got three days to kind of like really push to the finish line. So we'll be all right come Monday. I don't really have any plans. I may just be sitting inside my house, but, you know, the shirt thing, I'll still have it off. What up, Luther? Happy Memorial Day. You know what it is, man. Day one, hot boy summer, and I'm a man of my word. Like I said, man is only as good as his word. We ain't got no shirt on. We ain't gonna put no shirt on. We're going shirtless all day. Hot boy summer 2022. Get it. Good. I love that. I love that you're you're really catching the spirit of hot boy summer. Me, on the other hand, I feel closer to not boy summer um, because uh, I haven't put in the work. Yeah, when we talked about that last, we kind of touched on three major points of getting your your mindset on track, the hot boy mindset. And we said... What were those points? Number one, I believe, if I remember correctly, was take care of business. Have you been doing that? I already... um, I've been stretching and yoga-ing, which has been... I feel great because of it. But that doesn't... I haven't quite taken care of business. Uh, Well, point number two was be a leader when needed. Do you feel like you've been a leader, whether it's... You know, for your business, which is you leading you, I guess, um, yep. in, your, in your relationship and your friendships. Are you, you feel like a leader lately? Uh, in my business and my relationship with my wife. Yeah, I have felt like a leader lately. I've got, I'm working on a new client right now for my business. And I uh, ushered my wife through uh, a more severe bout of COVID than I experienced. Okay. I like what I'm hearing there. But if you just look at the physical body, it's not... It's not, it doesn't say that you've been, have been taking care of business. All right. So point one, taking care of business. We're going to put an X next to that. Yeah. Uh, and then number two, being a leader, I've got you down for a check. I put a check next to that one. 
Yeah. Yeah. What was number three? Number three, you kind of already touched on when you were talking about point number one, but number three was actually get your fitness on. Get your fitness on. Well, yeah. Is there something between a check mark and an X? Like a slash, like a backslash. Here sounds like I'm typing out a web address. Um, You've been stretching. Like a, I've been stretching. Could it be like a maybe a a small check? Yeah, maybe just like a V, like a like a downward dog V. All right, I'll put you down for that. Like a That's chevron, fine. a chevron, a chevron. Yeah, you'll take that. Uh, okay, I'm so, uh, so you the know, mindset. I've never, been, like... I've never awarded myself a chevron before. You deserve it. I'm gonna. I'm going to order one now and put it on whatever jacket I can find next. Wasn't there? Didn't didn't they give out chevrons for our high school letter jacket? Yeah. Once you got your letter, if you you know fulfilled or I don't know, did whatever you need to, I guess complete another season of sports beyond that letter, then they give you a chevron. And there was like a bar, like a little pin that was a bar that would go on the letter. Am I making that oh. up? I don't. Um, I know there's like an honor society something. What sports did you play varsity in back in high school? Soccer, obviously. Soccer, basketball. You had, a stint, you had a stint on the varsity basketball squad. I did. I did. Um, you know, I was like, uh, it was me, and I remember Corey Penberthy. Yeah. And uh, Dustin Marquardt. Right. And Ryan Marquardt. Love those guys. Kyle and, Elman. Uh, Kyle, well, he was the year, he was on JV, and I think basically he and kind of, uh, was it Jake Hackerson or something? Like, I sucked. I was fucking terrible at basketball. Jake um, Hackerson was I a remember, little, uh, he was a little stud. He played uh, varsity baseball, yeah. I think, as a freshman or a sophomore. I remember, I remember catching him in a game where he just threw a fucking gym, man. And actually, we had to forfeit because, unfortunately, Coach Bowers overlooked the rule that a high school kid can only pitch so many innings in a day, and it went to extra innings, and he was mowing. He wasn't in distress, but we ended up having to forfeit after the fact because Coach Bowers had broken a, a high school baseball rule. You know, I think the guys on the field that day know who was dominating. Yeah. They're not Do sitting you know, here today on their <laughs> podcast 20 years later going, yeah, we won that by technicality. I think it was against Webster Groves. I got, it's weird how my memory works. Speaking of that, I was working yesterday, and this is – I guess this is just how the brain works. I'm probably not the only one that's like this, but this, this lady and – Obviously, her mom came walking in, and I was in the position to take their order. And before they started, I said, hey, before you do this, let me ask you a question. Is your last name so-and-so? They're like, yeah. I go, is your first name blah, blah, blah? Yeah. I go, this is going to sound crazy. I have a weird memory, but I went to elementary school with you. You weren't in my grade, and we didn't really talk, but I just – I recognized you. And uh, <laughs> so I, I find it odd because I can't remember, like, stuff from a week ago. But I remembered this this person that I went to elementary school with that I wasn't necessarily friends with, haven't really seen, heard of, or thought of in like probably close to close to thirty years. But I, right away when they walked in, I'm like, oh, that's so and so. Weird how the brain works. That is bizarre how the brain works. You you have a very unique memory for things. I remember uh, you probably do too. But I remember people's home phone numbers from back in the day when we used to have to call each other at, at the home and risk like you know George or Karen answering or Brian or Jamie mm -hmm. answering. You had to you had to be able mm -hmm. to talk to people's parents. Um, I remember late night calls. Right. If you had call, you know, you needed call waiting because if you wanted to take a call late at night, you'd call like the weather line or the sports line and then tell yes. your friend to call and you and then you click over. Also, yeah. three-way calling came in handy, I remember, because like my parents had caller ID, so they would say, hey, call when you're in at Jeff's house for the night.
So I would have to somehow call from your house so that it would show up Geo Horn on the on the caller ID. <laughs> but you'd find a yeah. way to like use technology because I remember I'd, I'd get a hold of yeah. you at your house. You would three-way call my parents' house on the home phone. It would show up as them. I'd and talk. And just stay silent. They were none yeah. the wiser. But that three-way calling also came in to kind of wow. – it struck a bad memory for me in high school. is freshman year. And freshman year – Oh, I remember that. Yeah, so um, – I remember – I forget a, who, but I remember there was uh, – can I say I all the names? You were, uh, no, use a different name. Okay, so this one girl, we'll call her Bethany. Uh, okay. Bethany was was hosting a party, and I was friendly with you and Danny and a few other people, but I wasn't really in like the in in crowd, and I didn't get the invite to the party, which was you know to the to a freshman in high school's ego that kind of sucks. All your friends are going. I, I didn't get the invite. So yep. another friend of ours, we'll call him. Ryan Hoffman. Ryan Hoffman. <laughs> okay. I'm on the phone with Ryan Hoffman, and he's like, dude, you can go to this party. It's fine. Here, I'll prove it to you. And in one of those secret three-way calls, we call mm-hmm. Bethany. And mm-hmm. Ryan says to Bethany, hey, yeah, party on Friday. Yeah. Is Kurt coming? And she was like, I don't remember the exact quote, so I'll just paraphrase it. It was something along the lines of, no, he's a douche. Nobody likes him. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I overheard that. I didn't go to the party. I didn't end up going to that party. Um, that party it probably sucked. I don't know. My relationship with Bethany was never the same. I don't think I ever revealed – because then you know, I felt in the wrong because I was doing kind of some shady shit with the secret three-way call, and then she's just talking shit about me. So we were both – but that's one of those things you can't really admit to. Yeah, yeah, and unless you just want to blow up the spot. Looking back on it, I should have, because Bethany, I never really, me and Bethany were never super close. I should have blown her up, man. That was kind of a, but I think, (laughs) I think Bethany had the social, she was higher in the social hierarchy than me, so I don't know if trying to blow her up would have really worked to my advantage or not. Um, I mean, it would have done something for your your self-esteem, probably. Do you know who I'm referring to when I say Bethany? Uh, I think so. Actually, no, no, I'm not sure. Maybe just text it to me. Okay, I'll text it to you. But yeah, that uh, those All secret right. those secret three way calls they're a blessing and a curse. Yeah, um, that was that's so funny to think back on how we would basically. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Did you see it? All right. Yeah, I see it. Your relationship with um, Bethany was often tumultuous as well. It was. It well, was. I shouldn't say I shouldn't um, say thanks often. To no small part. <laughs> Yeah, thanks in no small part. Actually, I guess thanks in very small part to um, to uh, an aforementioned guy, an aforementioned character in your story. And it's amazing that even after all of that stuff, that we were able to put those kind of things aside and have the successful run with Insectman that we had. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Which brings wow. back, I love talking memories, which brings up another core memory, which was the five mm-hmm. of us dancing for a bunch of like 50 year old men in that cigar shop. <laughs> Yeah, that was rough. That, that was, was horrifying. Rough. And the, the problem with it, besides just the whole scenario, was, um, <laughs> <laughs> was that we had just come off of this high. Oh, yeah. Of killing it at the old uh, talent show, right? Yep. In front of the school and felt really cool about ourselves. Absolutely. And then we were ushered into a smoky corner <laughs> in Arnold in the Havana Cigar Room. And uh, did the same routine for an encore, crowd. an encore performance for a bunch an encore of performance 
for a bunch of 60-year-old men smoking cigars. That, there was no context to why these five 16-year-old boys were dancing in costumes in the back of the cigar bar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine being one of those guys? I just want to, I came in, I just had a rough week and <laughs> trying, to, trying to relax. I just want to enjoy my friends. Yeah. I just paid $26 for this cigar that I'm trying to enjoy. And all of a sudden, uh, this boy band wannabe group comes in <laughs> and decides that uh, they're going to do like a little shuffle in front of me. No, no. I'm there, was not, there, there was not adequate space like we had on the stage at the talent show. Very confined area. It was tough. It was a tough look. Uh, but, uh, but we also we also very impressive we also I did i guess you could consider us professional dancers because we also did get paid for a gig one time we did get paid for a gig one time i remember that phone call uh, we were we were both down in my basement i think when we got that phone call uh the mom called you correct and wanted us to dance for her daughter's birthday party yes yes at uh that place in imperial um you know sisters about twisters yeah up top yeah and, and do i remember this correctly was only four of the five of us there yes it was just the four of the five of us i believe our uh you know our eldest chris um joey had either go joey had either gone to college or was just away he wasn't he wasn't around and then also if i remember correctly we took the money and did not split it with the aforementioned ryan hoffman <laughs> me we and did do that yeah, we took the money um, and did not cut him in on it and just ended up going to spend it on beer. <laughs> it was pretty, it was a, uh, that was the beginning of the end. That was the beginning of the end. Yeah. And I, yeah. I tried uh, out for the talent show senior year when, cause we fell apart when we broke up as in Segman, you know, we didn't go our senior, we thought about replacing our Joey Fatone. We thought about trying to nab like a, a Jason Riley or something like that. Yeah, or Ryan Zeiler, and it just didn't... I think you were pretty anti. I think you were over it at that point. I was still heavy yeah. into it. Um, but uh, Eve Mason actually convinced me to try out as a solo artist, which very apropos in the situation, Justin at the time had kind of broken off as a singles artist. And I went into this tryout unprepared, thanks to Eve Mason. And I just kind of, I don't even, I don't even, I, I just, I just think I just freestyled it. And uh, I got cut. I didn't, I got cut. So I went from two years in a row of... Cut, or to close in the show to uh, not making the cut. That's all right. Well, that's showbiz. That's showbiz. Rule number one, take care of business. I didn't take care of business in preparing. So I, I was doomed from mm. the start. Yeah. You were, you were being led also instead of uh, leading yourself, maybe. Or is that fair to say? I think that's fair. All I'll right. take that. The good old days. Ooh. Good old days. G-O-D's. What have you been up to lately? You got any fun stories or anything? Um, I wish I did. I really don't have. I'm trying to think of anything cool that's happened. Um, you know, I've uh, no free ads or anything, but I'm trying this new product that I'm writing for, uh, which is kind of interesting. It's called Brock Shot. I saw your post about that. Yeah. Yeah. Brock Tell me about Shot. It, it contains 15 milligrams of sulforaphane, which is the compound found in broccoli sprout powder. Okay. And I guess it's like a super antioxidant good for your skin, your stomach, your, uh, you know, all your hair, all this stuff. Yeah. It's supposed to like replace collagen, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever fucked with collagen powder. Not really. But, um, it's, it's a placebo for me, I think, but it's cool to have. Um, and anyways, uh, it tastes like uh, complete crap. 
But for some reason, maybe it's a placebo effect. I'm feeling good over the last few days. I'm on day five of my Brock shots. I got five more days ahead. And I'm already thinking about starting a subscription order. How many do you guys take a day? You take one a day? Yeah. And one of my questions was going to be how it tasted. It doesn't taste good? Awful. Awful. Honestly, all right. So they have three flavors. There's broccoli, like the original. Yum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's ginger and lime. Which no thanks. Sounds sounds okay, you know. No, awful. Then okay. there's pineapple mint, which you're like, oh, okay, hey. No, you know what the best tasting one is? Broccoli. Broccoli. Yeah. It just got filtered water. They're not fucking around with any, uh, you know, little flavored stuff that you mix with. So the coolest part about it is like the delivery system. It's got like this. Uh, again, no free ads. Brock shot. You you owe us for this actually. So, um, you owe us and. Uh, you like push this thing down, the powder falls into this little thing, you twist it off and shoot it. So it's kind of a cool like mechanism, but it's, that's the most exciting thing going on in my life besides, uh, there's some cool plants growing outside. Yeah. I've been, I follow along on your Instagram stories and whatnot. It seems like there's been a lot of like yard work and like outside sprucing being done. Yeah, man. I'm the most boring, uh, 30 something, seven year old. Yeah. But I know. Oh, I made beer yesterday. I made made a new batch of beer yesterday. Really? How that? Yeah. What? Uh, like what kind? Of, describe it to me. It's a hefeweizen, and it was like just this kit that I had. Uh, I've got this big old glass carboy, and um, which is just where like the big glass container that it's going to ferment in, and now it's sitting above my fridge, uh, fermenting. And it, I bet there's a lot of activity going on right now, actually. You should put like a time lapse camera on it. I'd be interesting to see how that how the how it looks over the course. Of, how long does it have to ferment for? It'll ferment for two weeks, but the most action happens in the first like seventy two hours because the yeast is the yeast is getting mixed in with the yeast is getting ox, oxidized and um, activated, and so you see like all this shit happening in the barrel. I'll send you a video of it later. Hmm. But um, what else is going on? There's uh, I'm full of antibodies. So this weekend um, is the big bottle rock festival here in Napa and it's like a three day music festival. And I'm going to try to get in tomorrow night or tomorrow day. Um, Kygo playing at the end and then Metallica comes on. I'm not big in Metallica, but I like to see Kygo. What is this thing called? It's called bottle rock. It's a three day music festival that happens every Memorial day here. You remember when I told you about uh, cryotherapy girl? Yeah. Did you ever did you ever uh, get back with her or get back to talk to her? No, but uh, when you said Kygo, that reminded me of it because I didn't really find out a lot about her, but I, I do remember her saying she really enjoyed Kygo. Maybe she'll be out here. Yeah, keep your eyes open. I told you know. Anyone doing cryotherapy? It might be her out at the festival. Yeah, just wear a shirt that says "Anybody do cryo in St. Louis?" I'm sure she'll. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a legendary shirt. You know who I, uh, you know who I met. I, well, I sent you a picture so that you do know the answer to this. But you saw who I got to meet last weekend, correct? Yes. Uh, this is a very famous um, female actress. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, Lisa Ann, former adult actress. Now she's more in like the media game, like podcast, and she does a lot of fantasy football stuff. And, uh, and this isn't Lisa Ann Presley. No, Elvis Presley's daughter. That's okay. Lisa Marie, is- I believe. That's Lisa Marie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah. is Lisa Ann. She, over the course of some years, has struck up a friendship with the radio show that I'm a big fan of and have mentioned before. And she came in town for the golf tournament, the Dotem. Um, so what does on, that stand for? 
Uh, it's so tough to describe things from the show, but uh, somebody has the pseudonym of Deke Dotum. Deke uh, Dotum. Okay. I, I actually know Deke in real life. Good guy, smart guy, but uh, he's very he's very creative. Ryan Hoffman. It is not. It's no one that you would know. It's just somebody I've met through this stuff. But uh, Deke Dotum um, was suspended in in joking, no, like in jest. He was suspended indefinitely from the show because some of the things that he would email into this show were just horrific. Well, not horrific, but very vile. A lot of it having to do with stepdads and like asparagus brine. It's, he's a very creative writer. Yeah, out of context, it's very hard to, to describe. But anyway, the golf tournament's named after him, the Dotum. But I digress. So Lisa Ann comes in town. She hangs out. Does, we did a, they did a live broadcast of the show Wednesday night. Um, because of my TikToks for the show, that got me a little you know, be able to shake some people's hand and they invited me into VIP for the, for the second part of the show. They should put you on a segment. Um, yeah, I'm okay with kind of blending into the background. I don't know that I'm ready for that yet. No, you want me on the forefront. You are though. ready. For, I, yeah, exactly. You are, you are car- first, you're carrying this podcast. Uh, I think you are ready to step into like your own, you get a three minute segment every Friday morning and, uh, you're just talking about the latest, uh, latest, issues about hot boy summer or tiktok yeah well they uh before the show started that night they asked me if i wanted to usually at these things i just watch from a distance but they asked me if i would participate in like a trivia game they were going to have in one of the shows in one of the segments and i agreed to it and i'm glad i did but i was nervous as hell so i had some party favors with me and i thought that might help a little bit in fact i reached out to you because you called me i was in i was not in a great place i was you know but I, i got it together i ended up doing this trivia thing um, yeah, we got to meet Lisa Ann. She's super cool, super smart, savvy businesswoman, but she's cool. She took a bunch of pictures with everybody. She played ball all weekend. I went out to the golf tournament, um, made, you know, shook a lot of hands. A lot of people were like, man, I love your TikToks. Keep up the good work. This one guy's like, Hey man, you got to take a picture with my wife, honey. It's the legend. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is a, this is a lot. The legend. Um, yeah, he and his wife didn't really get it at first. She's like, all right, whatever. But they were super nice. They invited me to come hang out at the golf tournament the next day. Cause they were sponsoring a hole. So it was a fun weekend and it was good for networking. You know, I'm trying to do a little side hustle with this shit. So it's good for networking. And actually, um, the next day I got a notification that I had a new follower, Lisa Ann. On TikTok? Yeah. So the, the Lisa, Ann, Lisa Ann follows me on TikTok now. So that was interesting. Wow. You think we can get her on the podcast? I doubt it. She does like shit with Barstool and she, I think she might be a little big. I think, I still think Sally Marvel is in play, but Lisa Ann might be out. I mean, I could reach out to her. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. We got to get over this attitude that we are small um, players. We are massive players in the history of podcasting. Emerging, if um, nothing else. Emerging. Well, we've been broadcast live in Madison Square Garden, yeah. at Augusta, yeah. at Rickman Auditorium. Yeah. This, this, it's, we're not nothing. So, you know, um, honestly, I think people would be lucky to be on our show, including uh, we, Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann. There's also, we were in talks with uh, a blast from the past, Adam Sella. Adam Sella. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that guy. Yeah, and I bet he would have some interesting things to talk about with what he's done in his life since we would have last seen him. Yeah, yeah, he's been through the whole UFC circuit, right? He was he on a was he on a TV show or something? Like was he like a Last Fighter standing or something? Or? Yeah, I hate to butcher this. It might have been like the Ultimate Fighter, but he was on some right. reality show for MMA type stuff. He'd probably he he'll, he'd be fun to talk to. We'll have to have him on. I remember, gosh, I just remember like 
being in first grade with him. I don't have any specific memories, but I just remember knowing him for a really long time, like way back. Yeah, good dude. Yeah. Um, all right. I, and I told you about the the weird uh, Tinder match situation I had going. I think I sent you some screenshots of that conversation, right? Was that through Tinder? Yeah, that was Tinder. Okay, I was curious if I was curious what platform that was taking place on because it wasn't the blue uh, the blue and white you know iPhone iMessage. No, it was platform. it was just it, all of our communication took place within the Tinder app. Um, yeah, so I matched with this girl a couple of weeks ago and. In a couple of her pictures, she had like a live, well, I guess it was a video. So there was like a, a squirrel crawling around on her, which I found kind of interesting. Yeah, interesting. So we matched. And one night I was out hanging out with my mom. So I was staying at my mom's house for the night, just hanging out with her, keeping her company. And I, I just out of curiosity thought, I'm going to message this girl. So I messaged this girl. And I just, I, my opening line was like something along the lines of, tell me you're raising a baby squirrel. So she talked mm. about that, getting ready to release it into the wild, whatever. So I told her the story about the time that I uh, tried to rescue and save an orphaned baby squirrel that I found in my backyard. So it did not work out. The squirrel ended up dying. I told her that. And she, after a little bit of chatting, she goes, you're adorable, even if you kill baby squirrels. Uh, I, said, that's, <laughs> I said, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. And she goes, oh, I'm just getting started. Tell me you killed a cat trying to save it, and I'll probably give you a BJ on the spot. So I'm like, this girl is sporting. Wow. She, she's playing ball. So I texted back. Yeah, right, she's I, ready to spar. I messaged back. I said, well, you may want to sit down for this. <laughs> and she came over the top to me. Very said, flirty. Yeah. She came back over the top with, well, if I'm going to give you a BJ, I'm going to need to be sitting. So so I thought, man, this is a great. Really hitting that, really hitting that no hard. Huh? Yeah, that she was being aggressive. and. Uh, so has it progressed? No. I mean, I uh, she... Through some connections, I'm not going to air out the laundry here, but uh, I found out that there was some mutual connection there. And she had omitted the fact that she had like either, I think, three or four kids. Didn't mention that really. Um, That's not something I was super looking to get involved in. I know Tinder's not trying to find a wife, but I just, the situation, I was like, I don't know if I really want to get involved in this anyway. Uh, But I was chatting with her for like the next day after those kind of sexy comments came out. And then- I didn't. I wasn't even put in a position where I had to make a decision because all of a sudden she's just gone. She unmatched with me, so she went from off. She unmatched up a, with you? Yeah, the conversation had just disappeared, so it it pre- it prevented me from having to make a tough decision anyway. But she seemed a little kooky with those offerings in the first night of messaging, but I was ready to play a little bit. I think. Well, I I think uh, I think you know, despite however many children she has, uh, she's probably feeling lonely and you can probably expect you know she might reach out again there's a chance she might reach out again well i don't know how... to, do you have to match somehow to, yeah you got to you got to be message? yeah you got to be matched to be able to communicate mm. via messaging and with her and i think you can unmatch accidentally i think you'd have to it probably didn't happen that way but um yeah i think she would have to like rematch with me somehow if she ever wanted to find no. me although we did um we didn't discuss the person, but we discussed a mutual connection. So I guess if you think really that's where it broke down, no, it's, she sounded like she was into that. Like we knew some of the same places. And like when, uh, when I was at my mom's house that night, uh, in the little thing, if your location is enabled, it'll tell you how many miles away the person is. 
And she was only three mm-hmm. miles away. And I was laying there in bed when she made those like sexual comments. I'm like, am I getting ready oh, to invite geez. this girl over? I'm going to invite her over to my mom's house right now. She's in Jeff County. I mean. Yeah, she's a Jeff Ooh. County girl. Yeah. She actually went to, wow. uh, she went to our high school, just not at the same time as we would have been there. Uh, okay. Yeah. What, what was the class of, uh, oh, class of 2010 or what? Seven. Oh, seven. Oh, seven. <laughs> yeah. A great year. All right. All right. Um, well, good, good on you. Yeah. I, I love uh, being privy to these conversations. Yeah. And then there was another one on hinge that I was chatting with that night. And the moment that I matched with her, I looked over at my mom and I, cause we were actually getting ready to watch the show catfish <laughs> and this, this match dings in and I look at it and it's this just gorgeous blonde. And I'm like, mom, I think I got a live one over here. And <laughs> this girl's, this girl's story was that she was she was French. So like, even in her messages, it seemed like she was trying to play to the fact that English was maybe not her first language. Um, she said that she splits her time between St. Louis and Manhattan for work, something in the fashion industry. That sounds a little, that didn't, you know, I don't know if that's really something that could be true. Um, and I called her bluff on it. I was like, Hey, you know, uh, we should meet up for coffee on Monday. And the moment that I like said something like that, she was like, Oh, not when we first met. Like implying, like, oh, I just met you. We can't do that. So I think, you know, I had her going. Um, and then the next morning, she messaged me and was like, oh, I just got up. So I start just kind of fishing around with her again. And then I brought up having coffee. I brought up like, hey, you know, she said, what do you do hey, for a I living? I need caffeine. Yeah. yeah. She said, hey, what do you do for a living? And I go, oh, I, I told you last night, we're going to save that for when we meet for coffee. What nice. happened? Unmatched, gone. The catfish knew that she was caught and wriggled away. It was too good mm. to be true. I don't like these dating app situations. Me neither, if I'm being honest. They're here to stay, though, aren't they? I mean, if dating app seems to be more for hookups than to connect people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been doing them now for a handful of months, and nothing really has been very fruitful in any regards out of it. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. Uh, I'll keep playing around and seeing what happens. But the, the problem is I suck at meeting people in person, too. I just need somebody to drop me off somebody at my front porch. <laughs> Uh, well, there's, an, there's probably an app for that, too. I'm sure. Mail order bride type situation, but whatever. Yeah. MOB, I think, is the... Oh, hold up. Uh-oh. What's happening? I'm going to let the dog out here. Ooh. Go get her. How is Gladys? She's good. Yeah. She's loving life. Um, you know, uh, there you sent me... Um, we had a the one like one dating story i told we yeah, had um yeah i you know I, I i'm not on tiktok so i didn't reply or respond um but you sent me a screenshot of someone who took a lot of offense i think at, at what i had to say about just a story about um a dating experience yeah and she was not happy like with was you offering, at all. no she was really upset and um you know I got to thinking like, wow, this is the price of, uh, is this the price of putting your opinion out or like a perspective out on social media? Um, cause I didn't, th- I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I saw the comment that you shared the comment cause it made me think about the st- what I was telling and like the way I was telling it more. But I also feel like it makes me want to like tiptoe around the way I tell stories more. And I don't want to do that. No. Um, you, no matter but, what, you're always going to have – you can't please everybody. And this girl has been hurt in the past in some way, shape, or form. She had to have been, yeah. 
And I wanted to comment, like, show me on the doll where your ex-boyfriend hurt you or something like that. But I just thought I better just keep it keep it civil. But yeah, she was out of line. You did not seem misogynistic or you weren't you weren't really making fun of her. You were almost making fun of yourself more that you got hoodwinked for a meal. We kind of gave her props. I said I respected the hustle. I thought she was, yeah, you know what? I hope she's still got it going on. Um, you know, Cheesecake Factory would be a tough one to like do every week for 10 years, but I hope she's still, she's still got her grip going on. Um, well, I know how you're feeling. I, I don't know. The, when I got the, when we told the hinge story, the three-parter of that crazy girl that I told a story about, there was a handful of people that kind of took it in a negative way that were, was like, oh, yeah. shame on her for having a, a memory, a photographic memory and remember you from that bar. And I'm like, in a vacuum, that's fine. If she remembered me from a night in a bar and that's your job and you recognize people, great. But when you add in the fact that she asked me if I was married, knowing full damn well that I had been, when you f- add in the fact that she said, hey, before we even matched, I saw you pumping gas, she was a little crazy. And I, she, I'm sure she's super nice. I'm not – it just it wasn't meant to be that night. And I, you're going to deal with but the haters a, no matter what. You almost need to put a, like a personal disclaimer out. Not that it helped whatsoever, but a personal disclaimer out at the front of every story going, this is my perspective and this happened to me. Um, I can't say that this is going to happen to you or that this is the perspective of white males, my age bracket, um, or – that this is, you know, it. I guess put, starting to put stuff out on the internet is is illustrating to me um, that your personal experience is personal, and uh, it, it's hard. It's interesting when um, you hear. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but when when you're like this, this, we'll call her an hipster. She's a big hipster. She commented. She yeah. follows. Um, you know, to be. Um, just kind of put up with the entire experience of, uh, I don't know, what the internet seems like a, a dating narrative. Or I, I, don't, I don't even know if I'm making sense right now. No, um, I get you. I and I, I actually seems, thanked her. This was my perspective. Sure. And you don't have to apologize for that. And I thanked her in the comments. And I was being sincere. I said, thank you for watching and thank you for the engagement. Because every time she commented yeah, back to us. Great. She was helping us get pumped through that algorithm a little more, and it didn't go super viral or anything. But thank you, woman. Thank you, random ifster out there for thank the you. six comments. Yes, and you know what? Um, I, this is me. I want to invite uh, you specifically onto the podcast to air whatever um, you're not aired to to express whatever opinion you'd like to, and uh, maybe we can have an open dialogue about it. That might be. Interesting. I don't think I sent you the screenshot of this part, but I was kind of feeling kind of snarky the one night when I was going back and forth with this girl. And I think I said something along the lines of, hey, I think you're taking this out of context. Do you want to meet me at the Cheesecake Factory to talk about it? <laughs> and she probably, you were the one that she was upset with. So I th- also was yes. thinking, man, she probably thinks that this is him coming at her too, but it's actually me. Yeah. So That's okay. Yeah, come on I, the pod, I'm, lady. Yeah, come on, come on the pod or... Um, you know, if this makes it up to another post, then then respond, and uh, we can have some sort of dialogue. But I look, um, I'm not going to do this for every commenter because this is like the first one that I've really experienced. But uh, if you went through something, or if like uh, my story triggered some sort of emotion in you, I apologize. But um, that's going to be one, maybe maybe the last apology I'm going to dole out. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get in a spot where we are apologizing for all of the crude things that we end up saying. Yeah, yeah. I'd hate for us know. to lose any of our sponsors. That's true. That's true. We're, you know, watch Riverside is going to drop us um, as if they haven't already. But I, I actually think that would be good for our brand because, uh, you know, we're so edgy that the podcast app just straight up just 86 The platform us. itself. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of like social media BS, have you been paying attention to what the blues are going through? You in on that story at all? On social media? Well, I mean, yeah, it has something. Social media is part of it. So the other night in one of the games, one of the Avalanche's players, who I have to th- include this part, has a notorious reputation of being kind of a shit disturber. Uh, some illegal checks. He's gotten suspended in multiple playoffs. In fact, last year, he threw a dirty hit that knocked out Justin Falk, and the Blues could never recover from that. He got suspended for it, and then his team lost without him. So he kind of screwed his own team. But anyway, got a little bit of a reputation. And the other night, he ran into Jordan Bennington, and yeah, he's out now. Yeah, he's out. He's done for at least the series. Maybe I don't know. I doubt he's coming back, even if the Blues find a way to to keep going. But um, on social media, a bunch of the Hilljack people um, were making like racist, kind of like bigoted like threats because I think Nazim Kadri is Lebanese and Muslim, and unfortunately, the media kind of has framed it as like a good versus evil situation where St. Louis and its fan base are like the the villain in all of this. And it's, dis- you know, that's not our whole fan base. Like some of the shit that they were saying is inexcusable and obviously doesn't reflect blues fans and St. Louisans. But you know, the dude was dealing with some social media shit. People were like DM and his wife or whatever. And they asked Craig Berube about it at a press conference the other day. And like, what are your thoughts on, you know, what Nazim Kadri had to go through on social media? And he was like, I don't have a comment on that. And now all of a sudden, Baruby's getting labeled as like a bigot or like at least complicit in what the St. Louis fan base was doing. And so he came out, I guess, I think it was yesterday now, like saying that he, you know, there's no place for any of that. But it was almost like he had to come out and stand against racism and bigotry to keep himself from getting in trouble and being labeled like he was on board with it. I hate the way that mm-hmm. kind of happens. And like everybody's out to cancel somebody. And the way you get stories is by, you know, being a sensationalist and getting clicks. And I think they're making a whole lot of, a whole lot of it out of and it's not nothing because the vocal minority that was saying this shit was it was gross but to label st louis as a whole as like the whole yeah. fan base is like this and just disappointing yeah. and then i don't know did you catch the game last night uh i watched the last few minutes of it yeah it was pretty damn exciting unbelievable down three nothing somehow find a way to claw back in and tie it at three then you let nathan mckinnon look like he got shot out of a motherfucking rocket and just go end to end to to score with like two minutes left so you're like oh all that come back for nothing and then they pull the goalie, and sure enough, sure as shit, man, they fucking tie that shit up. I was going crazy at, alone at my house. Then it goes to overtime, and Tyler Bozak wins it all, or wins it. Win. Finish it off. Whew, what a game. That was exciting. Yeah. I'm trying to look at um, going on Friday night to game six, but the t- they might price me out. That's a hot ticket right now. How much are those tickets? Oh, on the secondary market, when I looked this morning after fees, you were looking at 200 bucks to sit up in the rafters. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get by for under 200 bucks to get into this concert tomorrow. Yeah, tough time. Everything's, everything's so expensive. Hot Supply tickets. and demand. Hot tickets. Hot tickets. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know that I could uh, say much more about cancel culture than what else, is, what else has been said. Um, except that uh, I guess there, there is like one group of people that I don't mind getting canceled. Yeah, who is and it? it's essentially, and I know maybe I, I don't plan on having any NFL players on the podcast, but if they do, I hope this doesn't scare them away. But uh, NFL players who commit domestic abuse. Ooh, that's a controversial take on your part. Yeah, I know that's real controversial, right? Um, I don't like uh, domestic abusers. <laughs> yeah, that's a real controversial thing to say, but. Uh, if, if this is Roger Goodell on this podcast I'm speaking to, 
uh, I would tell him you're protecting a group of people who don't deserve to be protected. No, there's been a, there's been too many, too many people. And I, you know, you got guys that are out there beating up women and then, you know, have a little suspension, little fine. And then they're back in having their praises and hosannas thrown at their feet. And then you got other people who, you know, smoke a little weed and are suspended for a whole year and made out to be some sort of terrible person. Yeah. I saw Colin Kaepernick had a workout with the Raiders. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I hope uh, something breaks for him. I don't know. I'm wondering if he can still play. Yeah, it sucks because, you know, uh, again. He was maybe, right in the middle of his career. And if you don't put him on your team now, even if it's because he's not talented enough, people will label it as you're, you're blacklisting him or you're racist or yeah. when it could just be just because he's not one of the 32 best quarterbacks going right now. Yeah, or even 64, right? Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I got to think. I guess I would. I would think that he probably has enough left in the tank to uh, to play because his body hasn't been taking the same type of hits they were uh, for the last few years. But I get what you're saying. Like, um, if you don't sign him, I, I would almost say like if if you're absolutely if you have a clear quarterback need, backup starter, whatever the case is, let's say Seahawks or something. Seahawks should be fucking um, bringing him in and putting him because they've got uh, our homeboy from Mizzou. Um, Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke, right? Premier NFL quarterback, uh, you know, sitting there in the starting position right now. Like, they should be bringing in anyone they can. Um, so I think that's that's where, like, it's more about, uh, I don't know, less about um, if you have the need and you don't give them the tryout, then maybe that, then maybe I question your motive. Yeah, and I bet I bet there's something too. Also, just being like wanting to stay away from the scrutiny that would come along and the media circus that would come along with having something like that in your organization. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. well, hey, you know I, I wanted I made some notes because yeah, know, something that, something that we rarely do is actually get to the premise of the show. Yeah, what do you think? Okay. So I actually, I had a thought the other day and I typed it into my notes app on my iPhone and I, uh, okay. Um, so you don't have to answer in specifics in case you ever are actually put in this scenario, but I wanted okay. to get your thoughts. Like if you had to go off the grid to like escape Johnny law, mm. where would you go? And like, what would you do? How would you go about it? Like if you were put in a situation where you had to go on the run, what are you doing? Gosh, I would probably try to get to a national park maybe okay. um, where you could kind of just hide in the woods, but that would require me to be some sort of like survivalist somehow to mm -hmm. feed myself. So um, first thing I think I would do is try to pull together as much cash as I possibly could. Um, yeah. So if that means going to a, like maybe paying a kid to go to my bank and withdraw the cash on my behalf. Um, that's probably how I start, and then I would figure out some. That's, it would, it would, I would be as far away from cities as I possibly could. Now, if yeah. possible, if possible, I'd drive down to Mexico. And when we did that, there's not like there's nothing to prevent you as far as like when you enter Mexico via car. There's very down by yeah, it's very little unless they've got like something set up. Um, especially like you know we I've crossed over like midnight before into Mexico, and you just drive through. Um, at least on the on the border down at south of San Diego there. So, and on the way in, who's yeah. checking you out? The Mexican authorities or the the American authorities? Mexican authorities. 
you're coming yeah, out of their country. Yeah. So they, there wasn't, there's not a big um, check. It's sort of just like a, some, most people just get passed straight through. I think sure. we got stopped because we were in a van full of people. Yeah. Do you have any, like, would there be any, I mean, you've been down there before you and your, your wife had some connection down there. Do you think mm -hmm. there'd be any reason for the authorities to like have that on their radar with you? Maybe, maybe, but what, what crime did I commit? Like, is it a state crime or did I, am I on the FBI's like top 10? Cause at that point, oh, what jurisdiction do they have? Yeah. Also, I fear like those, those customs checkpoints have got to be monitored by surveillance. Yeah. So, oh, I'll, sure. I'll, so if you are just driving yourself across the border, you're going to get made and you know, unless you have some like Groucho Marx type mustache disguise thing going on. I feel like I, maybe I'd have to maybe I'd have to steal a car too. If I have to get away from Johnny Law, I'm stealing yeah. a car. I'm stealing. I'm getting as much cash as I can, and I'm getting away from people. I, I don't know how it would work, but you'd almost be like better off if you could. You know, you'd, a you need a. You could hire somebody to drive you across the border where you're hidden in like the trunk. But if you get busted, then you're in trouble. But That's you're true. already like, desperate at that point. Like a reverse coyote. Yeah, take me into the country, please. Take me, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. What, what what comes to mind for you? You're, you're all right. Uh, you have forty five minutes before they're going to hit your house. Okay, I mean, in that forty five minutes, can I go to the bank, or is the bank like they're like if he shows up, you know, you bust him or tell alert us? Does the bank okay, know? Do I have? Let's say you've got an hour. You've got one hour window before yeah. anyone's been tipped off. But you know that it's happened in an hour, the authorities will know what you've done and will probably start in whatever process they have to, to come get you. I think the cash thing, if you have that capability, it goes without saying that you're gonna need to grab that cash. No matter, yeah. no matter where you're going, whether it's here or abroad, you're gonna need liquid assets. So I'm gonna assume I can do that. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna grab a bunch of money. Um, and I think I'm going to, I guess at that point, I'm already desperate. You're probably right. But I feel like if you steal a car, there's the chance that once it's reported stolen, that even if you're like in bumfuck Kansas, you can get busted for that stolen car. So I almost would need to like borrow slash buy a car that would allow me to go undetected. And I feel like I would try to get up into like the Montana, Wyoming, Idaho area. I don't know. Like, okay. Yeah, I think I would try to get up That's there. It's a pretty big distance between those states. What, those three or like from St. Louis to there? Between Montana and Idaho? Well, I'm not going like... to tell the authorities exactly where I'm going to go. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're, you're, they're looking for you in Montana and Idaho. You're, you're hanging out in South Dakota. Yeah, boom. Tricked you. I don't know. Like, you can come up with all these scenarios all you want. And, we'd, you know, I'd like <laughs> to think I was a pretty smart guy, but... It's not like I'm the smartest guy to ever run from the law. I'd probably be caught before I crossed, before I got off a of 270 onto 70, I'd probably be busted. <laughs> okay, so you're going west. They already know you're going west. Or that's what I want you to think. Ooh, ooh you're going to end up in um, Vermont or something like that. Never let them know your next move. Well, um, I think this has been a productive conversation today. I don't know exactly what we achieved. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, and it, there haven't been a ton of real exciting moments. I'll, I'll, I've got a list of stuff that we've talked about. Yeah, but I think you know, um, for all the ifters out there, I'm sorry if this uh, this is 
You know what? I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for any of it. No, stop apologizing right away. We did not force ourselves onto them. If they are no, watching you... this, if they're watching this, they sought us out. Yeah, either that or they, they stopped scrolling for enough time to watch. And uh, you're inviting us into it. You're inviting us into your life. Um, we just happen to be producing the content. What do I got to do to get you to? What do I got to get to do to you to get a TikTok? To get a TikTok, like yeah, to start a TikTok. Well, not necessarily for you to like create TikTok content, but I feel like it would. Well, I don't know. I just text you the stuff anyway. But I feel like I feel like you you'd mean, enjoy TikTok. You know, I enjoy Instagram too much, and I spend way too much time on it. So um, I probably would enjoy TikTok, and maybe for my company, I'll start a TikTok. Um, how about that? Is that a good compromise if I just start one for, for my company? Multitude. Yeah. That would make sense, actually, because we're doing video. So um, to have like little snippets there for people to check out would be cool. And I did like your video you sent me that you shot with your wife that you were kind of just playing around a little bit. I thought it turned out good. Man. Thanks. Yeah, it turned out all right. There's uh, some color pieces on there, like some color correction that I want to do. Um, but I've got, I was last night, I was going through a bunch of footage just trying to figure out like, how to um when you go to the website what's the first thing you see it'll be like a video that automatically rolls uh without audio so just like cool shots and so i was going through and i've got several of them um between like the drone and the new camera rig and the old uh and the iphone footage that shot it's kind of coming together um i just need to actually lace it together into a video edit now and make it look cool well let me but just thanks. all that says, at, i'll leave you with this okay take care of business be a leader. And I think even though it's unrelated to prof your professional life, I think there'll be some bleed over. I want you to continue to get your fitness on. Continue getting your fitness on. Okay. All right. I appreciate the uh, reminder. Yeah. And for you, I would just say keep wiping front to back and you'll avoid uh, some avoidable issues. Thank you. I will. You're welcome. All right, Ifsters, uh, we're coming up on an hour here. Um, and uh, if you want, please donate to uh, to us. You can email us at thebigifpod at, at gmail.com. Same or, on uh, uh, TikTok, thebigifpod. Find us on TikTok, thebigifpod on TikTok. And uh, thebigifpod on YouTube, actually, where you can find full-length episodes. So. Yeah, and if we'll, maybe we'll start a Venmo where if people want to support the, the team, they can do so in that way. I love that. Let's start a Venmo. Um, start a Venmo. And uh, all proceeds will go directly into our pockets. Um, we're not, you know, if we get big enough or you thin enough, we'll probably donate some, but mostly it's going to go to uh, the benefit of us and our general welfare day to day. Um, you know, I could which use will, it will help with content, which would help with our content. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean to say. When you donate, it actually uh, comes right back around and makes us uh, happier content creators sure okay well, i think that's a good enough place to end it uh, i think we need some sort of ending segment or sign off that we need to figure out too um ifity wiffity we'll see you next uh, time we'll see you next time oh i can't ifity wiffity